The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Are you ready to ignite your new year? Are you ready to move into your heart with a feeling of hope and joy and a new understanding of consciousness and science through quantum physics? Well, then you're in the right place. Today, I talked to author Phoenix Rose. Phoenix is 50 years a student of metaphysics, a longtime Rosicrucian. She's a lover of science and nature, and she was recently published by Balboa Press with her new book, Hope and Heart, A Quantum Leap into the Aquarian Age. I'm excited for you to listen to not only this wonderful interview, but she also shares this beautiful book of poetry and prose with us. So I hope you really enjoy this. We talk about nature, innocence, going within, love, aspiration, and joy. So take a deep breath, drop into your heart, and get ready for another inspiring episode of Igniting the Spark. I'm Stephanie James, psychotherapist and transformation coach, and you are listening to Igniting the Spark, where each week we bring you inspirational guests to help you ignite your joy, happiness, and well-being. Together, we can illuminate the world. Welcome to Igniting the Spark. I'm so thrilled to be here with you today, Phoenix Rose. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted to be on your show. I love the title, Igniting the Spark. So important. Oh, thank you. I truly feel like our essence is that spark. And even though at times it may feel like it gets covered up by challenges or circumstances we go through, our work is to excavate that spark and to help that spark spread and to really allow it to ignite, right? Ignite and shine through us to others. Absolutely. Each one of us is an individual light in the world, in the universe. And uh it was um, James Jeans, I think it is, who said that um, each individual consciousness might be compared to a brain cell in a universal mind. This is a huge shift in, in what science has said before. So um, there's definitely that. <laughs> yeah, I resonate with that so much. Well, today I'm so excited to talk to you about your poetry and prose anthology, this wonderful book, Hope and Heart, A Quantum Leap into the Aquarian Age. Yes. <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah. So before we dive in too much to the book, I have some questions I'm curious about is what is the Aquarian age? All right. So there is something in, in science, an astronomical thing called the precession of the equinoxes. And it represents, if you think of the, the zodiac, there are 12 signs and each age is it represents a different sign of the zodiac. We have currently been astronomically in the uh, Piscean age and each age lasts about, well, it's a little over 2,100 years. So the end of the Piscean age, we're moving now into the Aquarian age. So it's the reverse direction of the zodiac. Uh, there's no set time for this. It's a gradual process. It's a slow change. Some people said it was back in 19, the 1960s, back, uh, I think, when um, um, what was the group that sang the age of Aquarius? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I think many people might remember that fun song. Uh, but other people say, well, no, it's more likely that it happened around uh, 2021. Anyhow, it's it's a, a birthing process. It can be painful to shift from one era to another in that the energy is shifting. And um, the Aquarian essence, uh, it, it's an air sign, and it brings about huge changes in science and technology, but it also brings about humanitarianism. It brings about love for, for people and uh, truth. And uh, it, it can, however, bring unexpected changes because it's associated astronomically with the, um, with the planet Uranus. And that Uranus tends to bring unexpected changes. So there's that. But um, if we're flexible and open to change and recognize that this is coming, then um, we'll be fine. Uh, we'll be fine. But we need to support one another. That's part of coming together, I think, when this humanitarian, uh, we, we've been so divided lately, it seems. And uh, I think it's a nudge from the universe that we need to wake up and, and um, pay attention and look within. I think we need to expand our study of ourselves to recognize that um, a human being is, is both material essence, there are physical self, but it's also a spiritual self. And that journey is more of what I've written about. And what was the inspiration for you in writing? this book. It sounds like you started writing it a long time ago. Well, I actually started writing when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> um, and I I actually got shut down by the, the teacher then. Uh, it was an in-class poetry assignment. I wrote, wrote about the change of the seasons. She didn't like the um, surprise ending that I put on my poem. And there was red marks and uh, comments on that. And it shut me down. So people, that was a lesson I had to learn to um, to not listen necessarily to what other people say, uh, but to feel what my and follow what my heart has to say. So that's part of um, my writing. And but then I've I've written 
Uh, I'm a member of the Rosicrucian Order, AMORC, and I've written for them for um, for many uh, for many decades, actually. Uh, and so that was um, because I'm always I've, I've been of an inquiring nature, and I like to analyze things. I love to study nature and the the whys of uh, and wherefores of of the world. So uh, I've written because of that, but more recently there was a change in my life and I moved to Canada and I took an online writing course um, and we were after we wrote poetry we were encouraged to pick our favorite ones and send them submit them to be uh, posted on their website so that's when I really started writing poetry and then I then I heard about Dr. Amit Goswami in a, I think it was 2010 when he did this this program um, about quantum activism and how we can change, how we can save, how civilization can save the world through, or how we can save civilization through quantum physics. And I thought, wow, that's right up my alley. So I've been studying quantum physics since then, and I'm, I'm not a scientist and certainly not a physicist. Um, and I'm also not a professional astrologer, but I like to follow the cycles and information that I gain from the timing of things. So, so it is, yeah, I was just going to say about in, in terms of timing, I think it was Shakespeare wrote, I think it was in Julius Caesar, that the, in this flood of energy, if you take it at the tide, um, then you will be successful. Words to that effect. And that's, to me, uh, what astrology does with the timing, because I don't use it as a predictive source, but more for psychology and personality study. It's so fascinating. You know, the one thing that you mentioned um, that I've heard before, but I would not know the definition to, is what is the Ro Rosicrucian order? <laughs> the Rosicrucian order has been around for centuries. Uh, it's a philosophical, humanitarian, non-dogmatic uh, study session or study home study, although there are affiliated bodies around the world. It's throughout the free world. It's about studying um, the natural, the universal laws of, of nature and science. And it's been an ongoing process uh, this learning by by the Rosicrucian order, by many men and women have contributed over the millennia. So it's it's come a long way, and it's it it just resonated with my search for understanding of who and what we are and why we're here. Yeah, fascinating. Thank you for sharing that. It it just seems like. All of your searching and all of this wonderful knowledge um, that you've acquired have gone into your poetry and prose. And we were speaking before the interview, and you said it also has your own art within it. Yes, when I when I came to Canada, well, I had taken art in university years ago, but I never really did anything with it. And when I came to Canada. 
my husband gave me a a book by Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way. So I was writing um, morning pages and that type of thing. But it's about the book was about creativity and the creative potential that we all have within us. That's we need to ignite that fire within us and that spark. And that's what this book did for me. It, it awakened my inner creative muse. And then I took this the poetry um, course online that I mentioned, and I started writing more poetry at that point. Beautiful. Well, and so tell us a little bit about what we might find within the pages of this book, the meaning or the message. Well, I divided the... Um, uh, the poetry section of the book into uh, six different themes because the, there's about 60 poems, I think, in, in the book. And uh, the, the themes were um, nature, going within, innocence, joy, love, aspiration. So I've tried to focus on, I love nature and we are all a part of nature. Nature isn't just out there. It's it's everything that is the universe, really, is nature, and we're all part of that. So we should be trying to use all of our senses to reconnect with nature and understand what she is teaching us. Perhaps you'd like to hear a poem from... Uh, I would love that. I know our listening audience would love that. So this is called Like a Child. Ever notice how a child can sit for hours on end, just watching ants in ordered drill march to and fro again? Or how, when only very small, perhaps just one or two, bright wrappings, ribbons, and fancy bows are better than toys all new? A dandelion, when brushed or blown, by chance or with intent, can bring a smile or clapping hands, watching dancing seeds descent. Youngsters' puzzle that Luna so full slowly shrinks to a sea pointing right. But when she grows, the sea points left. Yet, sometimes she's clean out of sight. Kids acknowledge wonderment everywhere. So this is the meaning of awe. In a blossom, a mo the moon, for each head's every hair, divine love is ever the law. If we regain a childlike trust, and thrill in each simple thing, shedding our often cynical eye, then our true inner being will sing. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I love that. You know, Phoenix, it's one of those things that I think is so essential for all of us is to really be in touch with that, as you're saying, that inner nature that is us, that is also that childlike awe and wonderment that is still always available to us. Absolutely. And, and children are so inquisitive when they're young, as I was, and I'm sure you were too. And um, 
we tend to get crushed down by the uh, the shades of the prison house, as William Wordsworth wrote in his Odes on the Imitate on the Intimation of Immortality, one of my favorite poems. <laughs> that the world presses in, and we we can lose that beautiful spirit that we have unless it's nurtured, fostered, or something lights the spark within us at some point in our lives. What was that for you, if you're open to sharing? Uh, Thank you for asking and putting it so tactfully. (laughs) Um, I guess it was uh, in my first marriage there, um, I came to understand um, about the Rosicrucian order. And that was what lit the spark with me. I joined, a um, well, I was in my 20s or mid-20s, I guess, when I joined. And it was, it was just the right thing. It resonated for me. Uh, but it can be anything. Um, it can be a sunset. It could be words that somebody else says uh, an experience it's individual for each person but to allow that yeah to notice that to be witness to those inner sparks within us um, yeah to to see truly what gets ignited and you know it's interesting uh speaking of poets you know one of the things um that i read that uh is associated with something that that you follow is Rumi, the 13th century poet. And I love this phrase, you know, what you seek is seeking you. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. Can can you speak a little bit more about that? Oh, gosh. Well, I think that we are children of God if you follow... um, a spiritual kind of um, belief, or it's one belief within spirituality. So, if we're all, if we're all part of God, and God is creative, we're creative too, and we have this ability to develop within ourselves more creativity and allow it to flourish, and share it with other people. So that's that's an important part of. Um, of that, so that in regard to Rumi um, saying that what you seek is seeking you, I believe my understanding is that whatever the the God or the Creator or Source Divinity Omneity, whatever you wish to call being, the ultimate source of everything, that essence, whatever it is, wants to know itself through us. It's create we're its creations, whatever it is. <laughs> so I have a different poem for that, by the way, in a sense. I'd love to hear it. Okay. It's called Security. And this one is in my head. I hope I remember it all. <clears throat> Wrapped in God's love, we need nothing more. Brushed by angel wings. So what's to worry for? When snows are deep upon the ground. Earth shivers for a time, yet each rabbit, twig, and bird sense there'll be a milder climb as life in cycles moves and he's with us at our core. Now the he may be a she or it or a force without a face. It matters not how we praise our God for nothing can replace 
the plan or word beyond the veil which we must strive to know by reining in emotion and thought and letting our ego go we may truly be, be imbued with grace feeling a shiver we know we're entrenched in the greatest love of all our blessings are countless profound peace does enthrall as a tear wells up in the eye though our fortune may vary though spring seems never nigh wrapped secure in divine love anon will touch the purest dove of all lovely thank you thank you for sharing that i cannot believe that you have that memorized that is <laughs> impressive <laughs> today was a good day that <laughs> Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Talk to us more about, you know, one, one of the themes too through your work is this thing around consciousness is the basis of all being. Yes. Um, when we listen to our intuition, well, well, let me go back and say that science, you know, we're at a watershed moment. There's a crossroads happening. Uh, and this is in, due, in part due to the Aquarian age, in fact, in great part due to it, I believe. We're learning that we have to keep an open mind um, about the changes because if we resist them, we may have more struggles. And if we try to change with what science is learning, and not all science agrees with what theoretical quantum physicists, such as Dear Amit Goswami, whose books, many books I've read, but he has said that um, he and other theoretical quantum physicists have said that um, consciousness, not matter, is the ground of all being. And that's a complete shift from what science has said, because science, believing that it has the answers to all things and searching for them in terms of smaller and smaller subatomic quantum particles. They're searching that direction and saying it's everything is material and we have to find out what the smallest material is that's creating everything. And quantum physics is saying, no, 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 it's the other way around. Science is within consciousness, not, it's not that consciousness comes out of brain, for example, the material brain. So that's a huge shift. And it's upsetting the scientific world. And it, if it's come to be accepted by the universe or the world in general, uh, 
and become the new worldview, it's going to upset the, the religious communities out there of all different flavors, so to speak. So there's um, there's a lot to go through, um, but I think if we if we listen to science and listen or listen to the changing and change in science and concentrate on looking within and raising our own level of consciousness, because as humans, we're dual, we're physical, and we're, we have an immaterial um, side to us. And science is slowly beginning to realize that they have to study that consciousness, the immaterial side. So I'm out of breath. <laughs> You're doing great. You are doing great. So, yeah, I think that it, there is that, you know, important piece around what each one of us are contributing. And as we each raise our own level of consciousness, as we heal, as we evolve, then we're actually larger conduits for that healing and consciousness, joy, well-being to come through to the rest of the world. And we are all, we all have that potential. And when we can tap into that potential, you know, it just, it, it gives us a sense of balance, which I, we've been through such unsettling times the past few years. So it's, we've been like, like a ship at sea and tossed by waves of, of fear and uncertainty. And where's our direction? And there's a wonderful line, speaking of direction, there's a wonderful line um, that I read, If it, I guess it was in a, um, a, a blog maybe from IONS, the Institute of Noetic Science, that said that intuition is the GPS of the soul. It's just perfect because the you know GPS is how we physically find our way here and there in the material world, and intuition is the way we find our inner world and our way through that to higher levels of gradually of consciousness that we evolve through. Beautiful, I love that. That is so fantastic. Well, and so Phoenix, would you be willing to read us one more poem? Sure. If there's something that's really speaking to you before we get ready to wrap up. This is called Full Circle. And it's sort of a nature kind of poem in a sense. The humble wild flower simply blooms to do its part on earth. For man, but man must wisely not presume that he's of greater worth. Having soul and choice, of course, man's further along the way. Yet all of life has just one source, divine love ubiquitously conveyed. A flower offers beauty selflessly, though blown by wind and storm. Just so our sun shines tirelessly to keep us cheery and warm. Do you suppose, if man does choose, flower-like to give and not expect something in return, he nothing does lose, but gains instead more self-respect? And what is more, 
He helps sustain with the energy of higher love the gift of grace, which does maintain life below as tis above. If we aspire to offer up our gifts to all mankind, then like a trusting buttercup to God's bosom will incline. For being needs our love to be as sure as the reverse applies, as much as raindrops fill lake and sea, just to be drawn back to the skies. Lovely. Wow. That just goes perfectly with what we were talking about. I wanted to make sure, Phoenix, is there any question I haven't asked you that there was something that you wanted to share that maybe I didn't ask you that question? Well, perhaps if, if, if it's appropriate, um, I was very thrilled to receive an endorsement uh, from Dr. Amit Goswami after he read my book. Uh, if I may share with that with your audience, um, I would appreciate yes. it. Yeah. Beautiful book. Congratulations, he starts out. As the author has asked and answered the question in the affirmative, will science and God ever be united under a common paradigm? In the same vein, I have been asking the question, will poetry and science ever be united in the same brain and heart? Now I know that my question has also been answered in the affirmative in this book. Congratulations to the author for this wonderful book. Readers, if you want to be inspired, this book is it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was a thrill to be sure to. Oh, what a joy. And and I had shared with you, I've had Amit on the show several times and such a joy. I, I remember first hearing about him way back, oh my gosh, I, early 2000s in What the Bleep Do We Know, when that film first came out. And as a quantum physicist, he was speaking to many of the things that we were talking about today. And I think how interesting that so much of what he was speaking about in that film now has become more common knowledge. And at the time, it was just so bizarre, you know, um, things about time existing at all at the same time, that it's not, you know, that we have time that's almost like Einstein said, it folds in on itself. And and some just just fascinating things. So Thank you for sharing that with us. And how do people find out more about you, Phoenix, and get your book? Well, the book is available as either an ebook or a soft cover. And it's through my website, which is www.phoenixrose.ca. And there's, um, you can check that out. And there's a review page. Uh, <laughs> it's always nice to get good reviews, but um, that's totally a personal thing. And I really want to inspire people to, to look within themselves, to be in nature, to get outside, go breathe fresh air every morning, clear the stale air from your lungs. 
bring in the new fresh vitality to light your spark within. Oh, that's beautiful. So I usually ask people for that, their essential message, but I think you just gave it. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. So Phoenix Rose, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your words and your wisdom with us. Stephanie, it has been a delight and I wish the best to all your viewers and certainly to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I hope that this poetry and prose landed well in your heart and that you were truly inspired to trust in yourself, never give up, and always have hope. So happy to have Phoenix Rose on the show and happy to let you know that there are still two spaces left on my Igniting Your Spark Women's Retreat in Sayulita, Mexico, February 18th through the 24th of this year, 2024. It is going to be an amazing immersion experience in enchanting Sayulita. This retreat is you-focused with activities, workshops, and the space that you need to just relax, renew, rejuvenate, and ignite your spark. So go to stephanie-james.mykajabi.com. Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. That's stephanie-james.mykajabi.com. Looking forward to seeing you there. Sending you so much love. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my amazing and magical producer, Tony Ficini. You can find Igniting the Spark on all podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you get every inspirational episode. For more information about this show, my books, my films, and my upcoming events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.